Good morning and welcome to worship at Southside Baptist Church. I look around the room and I see, uh, if I put on my distance glasses, I can see you a lot better. How's that? Yes, it is. Uh, and I see mostly our home folk here. I don't know if we have visitors today, but if we do, and I'm missing uh, the fact that we have my, perhaps visitors, please uh, uh, enjoy our welcome to this worship. I'm uh, obviously not Dr. Tim Kelly, who is usually doing this. I'm the other Tim. Uh, Dr. Kelly and a number of our members are down on the uh, uh, Florida coast um, in, in, a, in a celebration of a recent uh, nuptials. And so uh, we are, we're missing some of our folks that we would normally have here. But we are providing, I hope, a warm welcome to all who are in attendance this morning. Especially like, like to uh, say hi to Brother Bill down here. It's great to see you here this morning. Um, and um, if you are or are not a visitor, uh, if you would like to take the opportunity to sign in, we have those little booklets along the way uh, to let us know of your uh, presence in this service. And if you just sort of, you know, give us a little indication, you could also give an indication there perhaps of a prayer request or some other uh, need that you might have during the week, and we would be glad to um, uh, accede to that request. 
This is, of course, as you well know, uh, the Southside Baptist Church. Our motto is building an inclusive community of grace. We attempt to do that in the ways we uh, work together through the week on Sunday mornings and in a worship environment that is open and caring for all. Uh, our theme of this morning, of course, is the light of the world. I, I hope you noticed, for those of you who are old enough like me to remember the 1956 Baptist hymnal, uh, the introit is right out of the old, old book. Uh, and we'll also have, if you'll notice at the end of the service, a chance for you to participate uh, in another one that is out of the old 1956 hymnal. Uh, both on that a wonderful theme. So a warm welcome uh, to all uh, who are here and um, uh, our thoughts with all who are not able to be here with us this morning, but we are gracious uh, and glad to be worshiping together on this beautiful Sunday morning. Let us move into our worship with a prayer. Almighty Father, Father of light and love, we thank you for this week that has passed and in anticipation, we thank you for the week that is to come. We ask that we may dedicate ourselves to being your light in this world. May we be doers of your word and not hearers only. May we spend this time together singing of your love and grace, hearing the word both read and preached about your loving grace. And then may we depart from this place after we have been filled to dispense your love, yourself, your very great love among all of God's creation, among all of the people whom we encounter this coming week. We thank you for this hour where we may come together and devote ourselves to praising you and learning more of you. May we take all of you into ourselves and then share it in this coming week. In the name of the, the God of light and love and Jesus Christ, our Son, who is the light of the world. Amen. Say, come unto me and rest. 
This is our first reading from Psalms 27, 1 through 5. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evil men advanced against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attacked me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. One thing I asked of the Lord, that is what I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle and set me high upon a rock. Our second reading is from the Gospel of John, the eighth chapter, and reading verses 12 through 19. And in honor of the reading of the Gospel, if you're able, will you stand for Scripture? Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then the Pharisee said to him, you're testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid. Jesus answered, even if I testify on my own behalf, my testimony is valid because I know where I have come from and where I am going. But you do not know where I come from or where I am going. You judge by human standards. I judge no one. Yet even if I do judge, my judgment is valid, for it is not I alone who judge, but I and the Father who sent me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two witnesses is valid. I testify on my own behalf, and the Father who sent me testifies on my behalf. And then they said to him, where is your father? And Jesus answered, you know neither me nor my father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. This is the word of the Lord.
Good morning. How are you? Have you had a good week? At school? You like school? We did the standard testing. Oh, you did testing. Oh, that's not so much fun, is it? <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about light. And that's what Dr. Rotsberg's going to have his homily on today, is talking about light. And what he just read, where it says, I am the light of the world. Who is the light of the world? Do you know? Who said that? Who said in the Bible, I am the light of the world? Jesus. Right, Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world. And on our program today, we have a picture of one of our windows with a lamp. Can you find it? Can you find Yes, right back there. And that symbolizes that Jesus is the light of the world. Well, you know, one of the things that uh, we do is if it, you go into a room, say at your house, and it's totally dark, how do you feel? There's no light. Scared? Scared. I, I'm not scared. You're not scared of the dark? Oh. Well, well, what if you walked into the room and you fell over something because you couldn't see it? Mm. Yeah, you could get hurt, couldn't you? Okay, okay. But most of us, if we walk into a room that's totally dark, we're afraid, we could be scared, we could feel, we could feel not safe, couldn't we? Because we could fall over something and get hurt. But when we turn that light on, how do we feel then? Happy. Good. We can feel happy and we can feel safe. Well, that's the way we feel with Jesus. When we know that Jesus loves us and that he's going to take care of us no matter what, then we feel happy and we feel safe and we feel light, don't we? Because Jesus can do away with the darkness. So there's a lot of things that go on in the world that may not be good, but we have to remember that Jesus is always there and he is our light, no matter what happens and no matter what we do. Okay? All right. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you for these children, for bringing their light into our church and our church family. We ask you to watch over them as they go through this week. Protect them and keep them in your care. And we thank you, Lord, for all of the people here today. We thank you for our blessings and for all that you do for us, for you are a light in this world. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Will you join me as we bring our prayers before God this morning? I want to invite you to share with me in these intercessory prayers. And at several occasions during the prayer, I will say, Lord, in your mercy. And if you would respond, hear our prayer. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Shall we pray? Living, loving Lord, 
light of the world, we thank you that you're always with us, even at times when we do not notice or we are not concerned to seek you within our lives. We thank you that you have said, I am with you always. So we come into your presence confident that you are here, confident that we can bring to you our own needs, but also the needs of our friends, our family, and of a world of need, a world which you created and are continually concerned about and for which you sent your son to be the savior. We think today of our world, we think today of the children of Syria, fearful, uncertain, terrified for the future which seems so black, for the women of Afghanistan denied education, repressed and unable to enjoy freedom, for those who are hungry in the midst of plenty, far from medical care, homeless after natural disaster, grieving for those lost in conflict. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For aid agencies and relief teams who work in different parts of this world, for all who are seeking solutions, both political, economic, and social, for those who are seeking to communicate your love to neighbors, for all who act as good Samaritans in our communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For your church in different parts of the world who are suffering persecution at this time, for those who flee the violence or continue to live amidst the ruins, who fear reprisal and the destruction of their lives, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all this morning who walk in the dark, who experience within their daily life struggle. You have called us to be your light in your world. May we share the good news of your light and of the love that offers us hope. And through our daily lives and the care and the concern that you give to us for others, may you enable us to be the answer to other people's prayers. Lord, in your mercy hear our prayer. We remember all within the circle of our friends, family, and this community of faith, all who are in special need of our prayers, for those who mourn the loss of loved ones, for those who are struggling with bad health, recovering from operation, for those who are taking more time to recover than they had hoped would be the case, and for any who are worried about the future. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Generous God, we offer to you this day our lives. We bring to you with confidence and hope the prayers that we have offered both in the silence of our hearts and through the words that have been spoken. We bring them all in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray and to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
like many children, I grew up scared of the dark. For many years, there was a light that was on in my bedroom to help me to sleep at night. Nowadays, I have blackout blinds in our bedroom so that when the light tries to come through the drapes, it doesn't make it. Twice in my life, I've been in total darkness. The first was when I was in our youth group in the church where I grew up, and one of the members of the church was the manager of a coal mine. And we went for a visit to this coal mine in Ayrshire, Scotland. It was called the Killeth Pit. So we went down, and we all had our lamp lamps, and we went to the coal face. And then we were told to turn off the lamp. When we turned off the lamp, it was scary. It was pitch dark. You couldn't see a thing in front of you. The other occasion, when I was a late teenager, I went backpacking around Scotland, and we eventually got to Fort William, and we went up to the youth hostel in Ben Nevis, which is the highest mountain in Scotland. It was a typical sun, summer's day in Scotland. Rain, rain, and a bit more rain. Anyway, at night, when we lay down in our bunk beds, all the lights went off and you couldn't see anything. And I remember putting my hand in front of my face and I couldn't see it. Darkness can be scary. Darkness sometimes in John's gospel, which we read from this morning, is a symbol of sin and evil as well as fear. Jesus said, people love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Criminals tend to be photophobic in every sense. Night is the time to steal. Night is the time to escape from jail. Most crime is committed in the night, and most planning goes on at that time also. But into the world of darkness, the darkness of sin and evil, the light comes. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Light pushes back the darkness. It dispels the darkness. In fact, the deeper the darkness, more dramatic it is when the light comes on. If this is true, for example, of one small candle, one small lamp, then what does it mean for the light of the world to shine into the darkness? One of the first aspects about what it means for Jesus to be the light of the world, I think, is that the light shines into our lives and exposes our need, but not in a sense to condemn us, I find it significant that when the Gospel of John is brought together, that this particular coming of Jesus is put after a passage in John's Gospel where Jesus has come and people bring a woman who've commi who's committed the sin of adultery. And Jesus says to this woman, go and sin no more. And by the way, neither do I condemn you. And then the Gospel says, and Jesus stands up and says, I am the light of the world. Sometimes the darkness of our life allows us to condemn ourselves, and there are others out there always who look down upon us and want to condemn us, but Jesus comes into the darkness of self-condemnation, and he says, I am the light of the world. We fear the dark, we fear the darkness, but sometimes we fear the light. <laughs> we fear the effect of the light exposing areas of our lives. But we need not fear the light of Jesus because the light of Jesus comes to show us our need, but to show us in particular 
the love and concern which he has for us. After all, God knows all about our violent mood swings, our inbuilt laziness, the white lies, the thoughts that we never let out, the thoughts that sometimes we hope that we haven't verbalized and said out loud. Into that kind of situation, when we're fearful of our own failure, Jesus comes and says, I am the light of the world. We love darkness, but Jesus is the light of the world, which comes not to condemn the world, according to an earlier passage of John's gospel. He comes into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might have life. Now, these twin themes of life and light are common in John's gospel. Right at the beginning of the gospel, Jesus says that, he says, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. Life and light. Into the darkness of our own lives comes the light of God's grace and the life of God's love. Searching, saving. Even to the extent later on in the experience of Jesus to go into the thick darkness of Calvary, to show us the extent to which the love of God's grace will go in order that the light of his love might come into our lives. And so Jesus comes, as he did in the first century, he comes to, to liberate us from so many experiences of fear and of darkness and of sin. He brings to us the joy of his presence in the midst of the loneliness of perhaps feeling the being the outsider and freeing some people even from the grip of death itself. By his teaching, Jesus frees people from the ignorance of not knowing God and offers to us the knowledge of God as Father, as Redeemer, and as Friend. He gives to us the offer of his light. A couple of years ago, I was at a conference in Oxford in England, and the conference finished at an awkward time of the day, late afternoon, after the final train would have taken me back to Scotland to the family. So I had to look around for another place to stay in Oxford, and I discovered that Keeble College, named after John Keeble, offered bed and breakfast. So I went there. And I discovered that in Keeble College in the chapel, there is the original painting by Holman Hunt, Jesus, the Light of the World. It was the first painting he did with that theme, but he, re he repeated it on two other occasions, one for St. Paul's Cathedral and one also for a location in Manchester, England. In a side chapel of John Keeble College, there is this wonderful painting, Jesus, the light of the world. He holds a lamp. He stands. He stands, as it were, outside of our hearts and our lives. It's based upon Revelation 3. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will hear my voice and open, I will come in. It, it combines this idea of Jesus seeking entrance into our life and also Jesus as the light of the world. But there is no handle on the outside of the door. It's an image for Hunt that the offer of God's grace, the offer of God's light is not imposed upon us. We have to ask him to come in. We have to invite him to be our friend. We have to open up 
the door of our life to light the light of His grace shine into our lives. Another aspect of Jesus being the light of the world, I think, is it gives us an incredible sense of assurance. Assurance of the presence of God with us in so many different circumstances. The assurance of His presence, which will bring us His peace. There's a couple of remarkable verses in the Hebrew Bible. One is in the book of Exodus, where we read about Moses going to Mount Sinai. And Exodus 20 says, And Moses entered into the thick darkness where God was. It's almost a kind of oxymoron. (laughs) Thick darkness, God is there. We don't get that idea from John. But there's an enigma. In the midst of sometimes of the darkness of our experience, God is still there. Jesus goes into the thick darkness of Calvary to remind us that God is in the midst of every experience we have, and He will not forget us. Another verse is the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 50, verse 10, where the prophet says, to those who fear the Lord and obey the voice of His servant, but walk in darkness and have no light. Christian theologians have often spoken about this experience as the dark night of the soul, of those experiences in life where although we we know God and we know God's forgiveness and we know His love, yet there are times when we walk in darkness. We don't see clearly what the future holds for us. We don't sense the presence of God with us. It seems that He's abandoned us. Isaiah says, to those who walk in darkness and have no light, let them rely on the name of the Lord. If we were suddenly driving along in our cars and the lights failed as we were outside in the country, the quicker we stopped the car, the safer we would feel. (laughs) We don't like to drive or even walk in the darkness. Isaiah says, for those who walk in darkness and have no light, continue to walk. There are some times when we don't see the way forward. That's why Paul says we walk by faith and not by sight. There are occasions when we have to trust, even when we cannot sense the presence of God with us. There's a strange statement in the book of Genesis. It says, The evening and the morning were the first day. The evening is every bit as much a part of the day as the morning. Dark and light, they make up the day, and both are vital. Sometimes it's only in the dark that we experience the presence of God. I was reading this week again about the fact that there is something called light pollution. (laughs) Light pollution is the fact that in our cities, a city like Birmingham, there's so many lights around that when you look into into the, 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 the sky at night, you can't see all the number of stars that are there. I read in the National Geographic that and I would trust the National Geographic, that there are probably about two and a half thousand stars out there that you could see 
if we were in total darkness. But because we live in cities where there's so many lights about, we see perhaps two to three hundred or perhaps even less than a dozen. In the midst of the darkness, the light is still shining, although we don't always see it. So Isaiah says, to those who walk in darkness and have no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon your God. To rely upon your God, according to Isaiah, he uses a Hebrew word for rely, which means to support. It's the same Hebrew term that you find translated as staff in Psalm 23. David says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me, they support me, they encourage me, they give me strength. In the midst of the darkness of life, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. But then Jesus turns it around and he not only says, I am the light of the world, but on one occasion he says to his disciples, and you are the light of the world. Jesus says to us, you are the light of the world. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. As we take the light of God's love, which we have experienced, we take it into our daily lives. We come to those who feel that their life has been condemning towards them, and we bring the light of God's forgiveness and grace and love. To those who do not sense the presence of God in the midst of all that they're passing through, we bring the light of God's comfort and his promises. We become the light of the world that Jesus was. We take the light, the opportunities, the abilities we have into our daily professions. In the midst of the world of law, justice, healing, teaching, education, medicine, wherever we find ourselves, Jesus says, you are the light of the world. Into a world of music and art and beauty, we bring Jesus the light of the world. 
if he was to come here this morning, even though we do not feel to be a great number, he looks at us, he sees who we are, what we do, and all the abilities and gifts and talents that we have, and he says, take it into the world of darkness. I am the light of the world, but you are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before human beings that they may see your good deeds and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This comes from Jesus who says, I am the light of the world. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, shine into our lives once again this morning and enable us to be the people that you want us to be, filled with your love and desiring to be a means of help to others in need. May your light shine upon our hearts this day for your own dear name's sake. Amen. Our hymn of promise of response is number 87, We Stand to Sing. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for this glorious day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our light, life, and savior. Through him we have life and have it more abundantly. Without him, we have nothing. As we come to give this morning, we stand on your promise that when we ask, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Forgive us, bless us, enlighten us spiritually. 
fill our hearts with gratitude so that out of grateful hearts we give freely and generously into your storehouse. We pray that our offerings are pleasing to you, that you will multiply them and guide us how best to apply them to hasten your kingdom on earth, to build up this church, and enable us to shine your light and share your life and love in this community we serve. In the name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
It's been good to have you with us here this morning. A special word of thanks to the choir, the kind of little light of mine. (laughs) They're wonderful people to be able to work with. You can just sow a seed of an idea and it comes to fruition. So we're grateful for that. This week on Wednesday evening, we have our normal supper, but then we have our church conference and we invite you to come and share in that important event with us. And there will also be the contemplative service on Thursday evening at 5.30. Looking a little bit ahead, two weeks today is Mother's Day. It's going to be a busy day because as well as the morning worship service, we have a play, I think at 4 o'clock in Foster, followed by Jazz Vespers in the gym at 6 p.m. in the evening. So a busy day. And in, and, and after, you know, before, in between everything, there's the opportunity to have a good lunch for Mother's Day. So the choir are going to, I'll, I'll give it, well, you're going to say something, I'll get the well, benediction. We'll to, uh, yeah. draw your attention that we want you to uh, respond with, especially all of those of you who remember the night we did this thing at Peace Trinity up in the Great Woods. Uh, and uh, you'll recognize the tune. Please draw your thumb and look down. Okay. Let me offer a benediction. Lord, light of the world. Go with us, lead the way, and be present with us every single day. Through your own dear name we pray. Amen. sunshine when the peaceful happy moments roll when Jesus shows his smiling face there is sunshine in 